0: This is Not Your Average Bucket List by Only In Your State, a podcast about exploring the hidden gems right in your own backyard. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Not Your Average Bucket List by Only In Your State. I'm here with my co-host,
1: Sarah. Hello, Sarah. Hello, Marissa.
0: So uh, hopefully people are following along every episode so they know where we at where we are at in terms of our season? <laughs> where are we at? <laughs> where are we at? We right here. Um, so, if you don't know, we we're a little bit rusty. We haven't recorded in a couple yep. weeks because we both were went on vacation. Um yep. Happened to be in the same state. Didn't cross paths, unfortunately. No, it's, it's a big state, so yeah, you know, it yes. would have taken some time. Yes. So, uh, I don't know if you want to like share some tidbits of your trip. You were in Northern California.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I was at the Sequoia national park as well as Yosemite first time in those national parks. They were absolutely unbelievably beautiful. So cool. It was unseasonably warm in October. So we did all the fun things and all the fun things you can do with, um, a few little nephews tagging along. So no big hikes and no fighting bears. But uh, did, yeah, it was
0: great. Did you, uh, were you camping? Were you, did you Airbnb it?
1: No uh, lodges. So, cool. you know, uh, didn't rough it maybe at some point in the future. How about you? How okay. was your trip? It was good. It
0: was very good. Uh, we were in Joshua Tree and um, I've been there before, but not enough time to really explore it and yeah uh, we did some hiking in the national park. We went to Skull Rock, nice. which is okay. the coolest.
1: Yeah. Um
0: and honestly, it was really just to be in the desert and have nothing to do. Turn off phones. Um, yep. Like literally, every night was sitting outside by the fire pit, looking at the stars. You know, just relaxing and silence. Like there's that's lovely. There's, yeah, I don't. I, I think I. You know, because when you're home and you're just like listening to music, or there's TV on in the background, or somebody talking, okay. neighbors, cars—like there's always something, yep. you know—and you don't realize until you get out there that you're just like, "Holy smokes!" There's n- there's no sound
1: at but night. That desert life, yeah, that's uh yeah. that's wild. I haven't spent time in Joshua Tree. I've driven through the area a few times, but it looks amazing. I, I would yeah. definitely want to stop someday.
0: I know. I could live there. As I say, we're pretty much everywhere I go, but... (laughs) Could I I live here? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. No, totally. Um, So today we're talking about Maryland. We are continuing season three. This is our exploration challenge where we're diving into the best things to do in your state. And um, Maryland is a state that I'm not super familiar with beyond just my research how about you have you spent a lot of time there
1: i mean not a ton my brother used to live in germantown so i would go over and visit him and his family another friend lived in dc so i'd always pass through but it was always on route to dc or that area not necessarily exploring maryland itself so sadly i haven't been able to do a lot of the things that we have on this list
0: yeah yeah, which actually, it's kind of cool, though, to be able to dive into some of these hidden gems and places that never even heard about. And yep. the cool thing about, in my opinion, about Maryland, there's a lot of weird stuff going on, like in terms of attractions.
1: Yeah, and it's such a small historic state. I, I It's just a really cool things you can find that I did not expect. So yeah. um, not to say that, you know, I expected it to be boring, but being in such a small state, I was blown away by some of the things we found. So. Yeah,
0: me too. Um, especially just kicking off with a random fun fact, as uh, we said we were going to be doing. And, and so I think even polishing this a bit further, what if we took What if each of us found the weirdest thing about the state that we could possibly find? And that's how we kick off our episodes. I love that. Okay. Yeah.
1: Cool. Prepping for an upcoming road trip? Need to refuel before you go? Check out Liquid IV Hydration Multiplier for an electrolyte option to keep your body hydrated and energized. You get five essential vitamins and two times faster hydration than water alone in just one stick. Use it first thing in the morning, before hitting the hiking trails, after you've reached the summit, or on a long drive. There are 12 delicious, refreshing flavors to keep your hydration routine exciting. Personally, I love the fact that I can hydrate faster with liquid IV compared to other sports drinks filled with junk. Get 20% off when you go to liquidiv.com and use code NOTYOURAVERAGEBUCKETLIST at checkout. That's 20% off anything you order when you shop better hydration today using promo code NOTYOURAVERAGEBUCKETLIST at liquidiv.com. All right, so you actually have a good one. I'm going to try and round yeah. from my research to see if I can add to it, but let's hear what what's your fun fact.
0: Okay, so pulling from an Only in Your State article that was written about Maryland with some quirky facts, Maryland has an official state sport, and it's not what you would expect. It's- Crab toss. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that's a great guess. It's jousting. No. Yes. And it became the official
1: state sport in 1962. So, do they have the. So, the Knights have the Maryland flag, which is BA, by the way, the best flag in the nation. I'm saying it now. Um, Uh oh. You know, I mean, look, Ohio's is fine, but it's not, you know crabs, and it looks like like a knight, like a knight jousting. It's not a uniform. I'm sure it's something else. Let's pretend I'm saying the right thing. But that's <laughs> awesome. Jousting. Yeah. Really cool. How
0: random, but wonderful. Um, yeah, I mean, I, there's a time and a place for it. Obviously, people aren't just like <laughs> dueling in the streets, but...
1: <laughs> As they say, there's always a time and place for jousting. Common. Yeah. Old adage. (laughs) State slogan right there. (laughs) Wow. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, that's
0: that. Um, So yes, we are going to jump right in into the best things to do in Maryland. We have curated this list that is going to include attractions, Once you land on or only in your state article, you'll be able to find the map, which will have lodging, restaurants, quirky, weird things to do, um, you know, best, uh, most popular places to visit, then hidden gems, and you can curate whatever you want out of this map to fit your needs. But um, yeah, I don't know if you want to dive right in to the first spot.
1: Yeah, so you know what? I'm going to use my first spot as also my fun fact. Did you know, Marissa and the world at large, that the Ouija board, the Ouija board, was actually named in Maryland, and now that site is a 7-Eleven. What? (laughs) What? Yeah, so...
0: Okay, I need
1: yeah, more. Me, I need back more. <laughs> um, so it, it's a hidden sort of strange little gem that if you go into a Seven Eleven, I think it is in Baltimore. I need to double check, but it was a. It used to be a boarding house. It used to be the Langham Hotel at. 529 north charles and basically the um the occultist fun little toy well not toy the talking board that you know some people see some people view it as a toy some people view it as more it was named there because at that residence at that boarding house there were seances and other occult events and the only reason we know about this widget that's not saying it right but it just makes me laugh Widget board history is because of robert merch who is the founder of the Talking Board Historical Society. So now if you go to this 7-Eleven in Maryland, there's a little Ouija board plaque that says, we named it here. Yes, no, hello, goodbye, where are you? All the things you'd love to ask your your favorite Ouija board was (laughs) created in this little now 7-Eleven. This
0: this blows my mind, honestly, like truly, that whoever bought that 7-Eleven was (laughs) just like- we need this inside to commemorate
1: it's it's amazing the fact that they were able to like sort of triangulate the data and say like oh yeah this is this is where it happened this is right. it we know it's it. also
0: that's also a fair
1: yes so f- have you ever used a ouija board yourself yes
0: yes yes you yes have. i have yeah i never have yeah. oh no. okay
1: here we <laughs> go right. time to make a trip to the 7-eleven <laughs> i wonder if they do that like every Halloween eve we invite 7 to 11 people to use a Ouija board. <laughs>
0: and have a <inside>. Slurpee? <laughs> I
1: can't. Seriously, yes. though, that is, I thought that was one of the coolest little facts that I discovered about Maryland is the uh, 7-11 Ouija board plaque. That's, I agree.
0: Yes. Yeah. Wow. Excellent way to kick this off. Um, okay. So I'm going to, I was going to start off with something else, but now I'm going to pivot just in, mm. since we're talking just about Creepy stuff uh, yeah, in general. So, Maryland apparently has, there are a lot of ties to famous writer Edgar Allan Poe. Mm-hmm. And you can actually go, amongst other things, which we'll cover, but you could actually go visit Edgar Allan Poe's grave, which is in Baltimore. And anybody that loves this writer, this gothic writer who has like mastered, you know, horror. Prose and poetry. Um, you can go to the burial grounds. There's a headstone that marks the final resting place and um, you people go they write hand handwritten letters and drop them off there they bring flowers. That's awesome. yeah, it's just like a really big um place for people to go that can pay their respects to probably one of their favorite writers and uh
1: yeah let me ask you something yes Uh-oh. have you yet watched fall of the house of usher okay so yes i'm in the okay. middle of it i haven't started it yet but okay. going through this research got me really excited because to your point there are yeah. so many edgar Allan post spots just yes left, right, and center it's um so, yes. yeah seeing this grave would be really cool
0: yeah i agree actually when i was just on the west coast i went through for the first time the hollywood forever cemetery which mm. I've never been. So I've never um, been. R- really cool. Um, they they really take care of it, and uh, a lot of famous people are buried there. You can see their gravestones, um, and it's just like a very beautiful place to drive through, walk through. Nice.
1: So okay, yeah, yeah. I've never been. Cool. Um, okay, that's a good one, Mister Poe. <laughs> uh, let's see what's my next so i i'm gonna i'm gonna repivot because i want to save a couple for later but one of the spots i thought was really cool for both children and adults alike was the nasa goddard visitor center and that's in greenbelt and so basically it's one of the best nasa places to go if you want to just like learn about a ton of really interesting exhibits and i mean there are a lot of other s- spots that you can visit for NASA to like learn and educate and see, you know, uh, learn about rockets and space and uh, spaceships and things like that. But visits are free of charge. It is um, one of those places where you can see a lot of like permanent exhibits that are always there and there are rotating exhibits, but yeah, it just really showcases NASA's innovative and like innovative work, planetary science, engineering, communications. And it's, an awesome experience for no matter what age you are. So just to go over a few of the permanent installations here, you have solar system exploration beyond you have the space communication and navigation neighborhood earth, the James Webb space telescope exhibit, solarium, a Hubble space telescope exhibit, a Goddard rocket garden and astrobiology walk and more. So hmm. if you're not like into into this kind of thing it's so cool to learn about you know all of these new things and especially the James Webb installation I think you know that's that's a lot newer and it can you can learn a lot about why that's a important uh important telescope that we put out there so yeah it's um go go be sciency, and <laughs> it's a great place to do it I think that, I
0: think that's really cool when um when you know these like for example in Cape Canaveral around here they have mm. they also have a rocket garden which yes. I think is just like such a cool way of phrasing it you know basically yeah. all of these like leftover rockets and rocket pieces but it's just kind of like judging it up a little bit by calling it a garden which yeah. I think is funny
1: but have you ever visited Cape Canaveral or watched the rocket launch or anything like that so yes to the rocket launch
0: because actually from where I was living you can see it from the beach and it's oh, a, wow. it's a really yeah, it's a big deal um, up there. Just like like hobbyists yeah. can go out with their telescopes, um, and especially because rocket launches down there have become more frequent. Obviously, mm-hmm. with you know everything going on, but uh, but I've never been to Cape Canaveral. Have you? Nope, haven't.
1: No, yeah. uh, and even whenever my family lived down. Um, down in florida we always talked about it because the boys really love you know they love science and learning education and we never um i don't think they ever did and i definitely didn't so yeah, i don't know I, it's, want to. I, I love going to like science museums and like science exhibits i think it's really cool and especially if they're a little bit interactive and you get to like look through things yeah anyway it's yeah. it's a fun time yes
0: Okay, cool. So moving on to uh, something in the same realm of learning this place, this is a business and I feel like it wouldn't just normally pop up on things to do in a regular Maryland list. But I thought it should be added because I think it's really interesting. It's called The Book Thing
1: Mm. and
0: it's located in Baltimore. And basically, if you love books, this is the place to go because this is not your average bookstore. This is a place that is open to the public one day every month. Oh, and okay. Yes. And um, so long story short, they take donations from around the community. And one day a month, they open up to the public, and they stamp these books not for resale, but you can go and and for free you know, hunt down and find some books and take them home. And um, I just think it's such a cool place for people to, you know, who love books or or just have families that, you know, you want to find a couple kids books. And awesome. it's just it's like such a just like different, unique approach to providing access to yeah, books. That's that awesome. I think definitely should be thing. highlighted the book thing. Okay. Yeah. yeah, let's go to the book thing.
1: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It sounds great. Um as someone who I love the uh, the book loft in German Village of Columbus very different. It's just it is a bookstore, but it's huge and rambling and has like 32 50 rooms or something. It's crazy. And now I need to add the book thing to the list of these weird mm. bookish stops. Okay. Yeah. So, uh my next Item on the list is the Crystal Grottoes Caverns in Boonesboro, and so it, it's the it's located on Route 34 between Boonesboro and the Antietam National Battlefield. They were discovered in 1920, whenever uh, basically a construction crew crew was trying to obtain gravel and like demo the road, and they're like, ah, there's stuff down there. So um, in 1968 an operation revealed like half mile of passages, but only a third of the cave is accessed during the tour, which you can pay to take, which is like between 30 and 45 minutes. And basically, according to the website, the natural phenomenon in the cave has more formations per square foot than any cave known to man, bold claim. But hmm. um, it is a very like high, densely populated, you know, um, stalactites and stuff the leg mites i think those are the things and all and it's all lit up and stuff and you can go through and and see the caves and it's just like a what a unique little feature in the middle of maryland which i really wouldn't expect to have that kind of like cave formation. so yeah yeah, it's um it was labeled as the only show cave in maryland so i guess do you call that show caves like is mammoth cave a show cave or is it a purebred cave i don't fancy <laughs> i don't understand but um yeah it's it looks like a really cool thing to to stop by and see and it's only going to take 30 to 40 minutes of your time so that's cool that's very cool also how it
0: was discovered how unbelievably yeah, just, scary
1: yeah like whoops i guess we didn't fall on that that's great yeah
0: like what is going on underneath us that we have no idea could be a show mm-hmm. cave Mm -hmm. uh very cool okay um so speaking of nature my next one on the list is uh assateague state park Mm. and um this just i've i've known about this place for a very long time just as a kid i was reading a book that my grandma recommended and my mind was blown that these parks beaches what what Whatever you will call it, has a wild pony population. Look, um, Misty
1: of Chincoteague was my go-to that, book. That's it. <laughs> yeah.
0: That's the book. So, yep. uh, I it blows my mind that because first of all, I love horses, gentle giants. I love touching their little noses that feel like yeah, velvet, little velvet. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, and surprisingly, I've never been to this park, but I wanted to add it to the list because I feel like, <sighs> yeah, this you know, should be just ponies roaming freely across the island, just nibbling here and there, running. Like anytime I could see an animal running free and like having the time of their life swimming, sunbathing. What like, yeah, sign me up.
1: And aside from the like the swimming of the ponies that happens and I know there's like a whole auction and stuff like that, but then just you're able to actually go to the island and see them just in there, like just hanging out. That's even better. Like, yeah, you would 100%. I would need a strong group of people to hold me back from trying to approach them. I know I probably shouldn't, but I would be so tempted.
0: Yes. You know? No, same. Beautiful. Absolutely.
1: Yeah. That's that's a good one. I, I also want to visit Assateague. I It looks great. I was trying to think about trying to think about good lord i was thinking about making a visit here soon and i'm like oh how long does it take it can't be that far of a drive for me still nine hours but still worth knowing
0: see there's also one in georgia that we've written about um i think it's cumberland island that Mm. also has wild horses is it cumberland island i don't know i'll double check but um again that's closer to me that's definitely driving distance the only thing is you have to take A ferry to get there oh yeah and the ferry like it has to be planned accordingly but uh maybe i'll check that one out first
1: maybe you'll get marooned on an island full of wild horses they'll adopt you as their own and you'll just be living that life sign me up yep (laughs) bye (laughs) and this was the last episode that rosa was on Okay. So next on the list, I have the Ladue Topiary Gardens, and this is in Moncton in Harvard County. These gardens are gorgeous. They were established in the 1930s by a socialite by the name of Harvey S. Ladue, and they're open from April to October, weekdays and weekends, and you pay like 17 for adults and less for um, seniors and kids, but basically 22 acres of Topiary gardens, award-winning gardens, more than a hundred topiaries within, and then themed rooms within the house—a butterfly house, a nature walk. It just looks—it's gorgeous. And if you can imagine the like most stunning English garden or English um, sort of estate, is kind of what it's modeled after because Ledoux traveled to the UK for fox hunting boo but he (laughs) modeled this place after um after england so it's it's really it's really quite pretty and looks like it doesn't even belong in the states let alone maryland so
0: cool yeah i love places like that that you know like don't wouldn't normally fit but Mm -hmm. cool that's a good ad okay Nice. Um, Okay, moving along. This is probably a very obvious one, but I feel like it should also be mentioned. The Ocean City Boardwalk. Mm. Because I love a good boardwalk. I just, you know. You are from New Jersey, so.
1: Yep.
0: (laughs) Yes, 100%. Yep. I feel like boardwalks got a very weird um, stigma attached to them after Jersey Shore.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Yes, which is a shame. Because like the bulk of my childhood throughout the summer was we, we would drive to the beach and then go to the boardwalk and you have, you know, taffy rides, games, like it, it wasn't filled with, you know, drunk tan people that were
1: like <laughs> filming reality shows. Well, maybe um, some of it, but they weren't filming reality shows. Yeah, um, <laughs> right. I've heard great things about Ocean City, um, also looked into traveling there over the past summer. Um Yeah, it looks fantastic, and the boardwalk looks like a lot of fun. I did not grow up near a boardwalk, and so to me, that's what a fantastical place, you know. Yeah, no, I agree. All ages too. I feel like a boardwalk, you know. There's just so much to do and see. It's just, uh, yeah, gotta love it. I want to win a stuffed animal, eat some fair food, maybe go on uh, like a merry-go-round. Sounds great. Yes. Okay. Next up, I have. Not quite a boardwalk still important is Fort McHenry in Baltimore. So if it sounds familiar, Fort McHenry is a national mon- monument and historic site and the birthplace of the Star Spangled Banner. So oh, uh, that is where cool. when the song was written, it was about the battle ta- being taken It was about stuff. It was about the battle over Fort McHenry and um yeah, it's beautifully preserved, managed now by the National Park System. You can pay $15 for a self-guided tour, ages 16 and up, 15 and under, get in free. And yeah, you can you can see all of the fortifications, buildings, artillery, and this was used of during the war of 1812 to World War One. So wanna Get a little uh, glance of history, and it might not seem like much, but I think if you're going to start walking through like the battlements and seeing the cannons and kind of like putting yourself in that perspective of you know what was happening during the War of eighteen twelve, I think it would be a really good trip for adults and kids alike. Yeah, you learn learn you something.
0: Very cool. Love yeah. that. Um, I wonder, do you know off the top of your head if like with a national parks pass you can get into to forts too?
1: As I bet you so. Okay. Whenever um, we were actually doing uh, the Junior Ranger Pass for my nephews, as we were doing mm. out, out west, and they were able to get access to um, basically anything that was a, a national park sort of establishment. Um, cool. So whether it's Yosemite and Sequoia or like all the little bits nearby, so I bet you that as part of the NPS, it would be included. Cool. Good yeah, to know. Okay, and if I'm wrong, please comment and say Sarah. What are you doing? And tell us the information that is correct. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Um,
0: cool. Okay. So <laughs> I have um, taking a, a different turn here. We are going to talk about the horse you came in on saloon.
1: Yep. Which Of course. Gotta love a
0: saloon first and foremost.
1: Absolutely.
0: Was, like I don't know if you have too many saloons by you. Zero. I don't. Yeah, know. um, and but it's so interesting because in Joshua Tree, saloons galore everywhere you looked, there Did they was have a saloon doors.
1: Could you, like,
0: yep, swinging oh doors? Gosh. And let me tell you, people too with cowboy hats, with yeah. you know, like that. Yeah, the it was a very Western vibe. Um, and I realized how much I love saloons out there. And so I'm adding this one to the list because this is also very iconic and historic. It dates back to 1775. And yeah. yeah. So the claim is that it's the oldest continue continually operating bar in the city of Baltimore. Um, It's known for having famous people there who have been drinking, dining, whatever, who knows, fist fighting. We don't know. Um, But Edgar Allan Poe, Nice. It was reported that he had his last drink here before his mysterious death. Really? So, yes. So uh, that's probably part of the reason why it's gotten so famous as a saloon. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, now people just go and, and listen to live music and have a couple drinks and get to uh, take part in a little bit of history. That's awesome.
1: And can you please repeat the name? Because I love it so much. The Horse You Came In On Saloon. So is that supposed to be like a dot, dot, dot and the horse you came in on? Yeah. Okay. Love it. <laughs> i into <Yes>. it. <laughs> okay. I'll have to go. Honestly, Baltimore, I mean, re- a lot of these things are in Baltimore from yeah. Fort McHenry and the Ouija board, 7-Eleven and a lot of uh, Edgar Allan Poe places. And also the Paper Moon Diner, which is in also in Baltimore. So this is another pick by me, and it's been open since 1994, serving up typical diner fare, but I will say the food looks amazing. So, like, giant menu where you have all of the options, but every single photo and review I've seen has been like, this is great, not a hash brown burnt, this is, like, top-tier diner food, mm. but... Not only that, but the Paper Moon Diner is known for its, like, whimsical decor. So we're talking, like, every square inch of this diner covered in kitschy stuff, pop culture references, strangely, strangely decorated mannequins, painted cows, art pieces. It's literally a feast for the eyes. You have to look it up because this place, you could just, like, s- sit down, not speak to your table, and just look around <laughs> for the entirety of the meal. Um, It looks quite special and I feel like everyone, if you're going through Baltimore, you should stop at the Paper Moon Diner. It is. It's really cool.
0: Yeah. I love a good diner. Diner food is great. Oh my God. Yeah. Yes. I, yeah. I, anything that has to do with diner food that that's like, gosh, I still remember New Jersey diners, the best breakfast I've ever had. And there was like nothing special to them. It's like eggs and bacon and toast, but there's just something about diner food and diner coffee that...
1: And I, I love the diner atmosphere too because if you're going to a proper, like nearly 24-7 one, you get in all sorts. Yeah. And like people at the beginning of their night, at the end of their night, they're having a good yeah. day, bad day. There's just... I mean, it's not quite Waffle House quality where it's true chaos, but still, you know, it's, <laughs> yes. it's good stuff.
0: Cool. Paper Moon Diner. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'll add that to the list. Um, so I, I was toying with the idea of finishing with the O railroad museum which also is in baltimore but i think i'm going to skip it i'm oh. going to add it to i'm going to add it to the to the article for sure add it to the show okay. notes because i think it's worth it um but <laughs> wanted to make some room for maybe something a little bit like off the beaten path uh dr gloom's crypt of curiosities oh my god yes <laughs> So I just there's something you know going on in Maryland just with all this Edgar Allan Poe uh, history and stuff that it just kind of has this weird dark side that spooky. I, I, I'm into yeah, yeah. <laughs> so um, so yeah Doctor Gloom's Crypt of Curiosities it is an immersive experience in the heart of Baltimore again so we're given a lot of uh, given a lot of attention yeah. to Baltimore in this one but uh, so Doctor Gloom is the curator. And basically, is this, will... is this a
1: real person, Doctor Glenn, yeah. Can you meet him? Yeah, yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yes, he's going to guide <laughs> you, oh. guide you through this labyrinth of curiosities. Um, so we're talking like typical that you would think creepy medical instruments from hundreds of years ago and yep. uh, eerie artifacts, weird oddities, and so basically, you will be transported into a world of bizarre things and um anybody if you like offbeat unusual attractions museums this is the place for you
1: wow okay i had to while you were speaking i had to look it up because i i needed to see just and yeah okay interesting right stuff there yeah yeah like, yeah worth the tour oh my gosh i love a good tour i love to learn yeah this is same yeah very but cool I,
0: I just feel like it's such a it would be such a unique ad because you know I love the the odd roadside places oh, that yeah. every state has that can't be duplicated, you know?
1: Absolutely. And especially in such an old state, I think that it gives that extra je ne sais quoi, you know? Like it's Definitely. a little bit spooky. It's an old state, and yeah, that sounds awesome. Okay. Dr. Yeah. Gloom. Have to give them a visit. Yes. And my last one is the Vanadu Art House, and it is another treat for the senses, similar to the Paper Moon Diner. And it is an art house that's adorned with unique objects, recycled metal construction with recycled met- metals, and is like really just one of the most unique, out of place, and kind of hidden gems that I've I've ever seen because this it. I was reading uh, through about this place and the creator has been referenced in papers as the suburban burning man. And if you know anything about Mm -hmm. burning man and some of the sculptures that are erected at that event, it's very similar, just like all packed down into a house. Um, So Clark Bedford's house is filled with antiques, junks historical objects for fully functional art cars so just cars made out of spare parts use washing machine pieces antlers weird stuff just like parked around the house but you can also go inside so it is like you're not even sure what you're looking at whenever you see this house And this is a take on Xanadu, like the paradise from uh, that one poem that I'm slipping my mind right now. But yeah, it's Xanadu. You should go take a peek and see how fantastical it is. I just, I feel like there's an awesome map to be made out of all of these unique art installations and like metal contraptions that are built in the United States. That's just, I don't know. I love it. I I could just spend my time poking through and, and and seeing all there is to see so and that this is guy in hyattsville he lives yeah. there he lives in the house with at one point he did i'm not sure if he oh, still okay. does if it's visiting um oh interesting it was yeah just like his personal house it wasn't like this wow. massive art installation it was just some guy who's like you know what i'm gonna do i'm gonna spend decades decorating my house with all of this stuff and that's
0: crazy but yep. also very cool. I think I think anybody that can, you know, make a living off of their art, no matter how different, Absolutely. bizarre, weird, like you have to pay respect to that, for sure. Yep.
1: Respect all the way. Yeah, very um, cool.
0: Okay, so we covered some really uh different places. <laughs> yes. Um which is what I think makes our podcast so special because a lot of these places you you wouldn't just find on a normal hey what should i do in maryland search and
1: yeah yeah it like it brings a little something extra to it if you if Definitely. you're taking this road trip
0: yeah okay so we are going to in the show notes leave all of the places that we've discussed and more and we're going to link to our only in your state article which will give you a curated playlist a passport You name it, we have it. It's a very comprehensive guide. So if you're going to Maryland for the first time, you'll find a bunch of stuff there of value. And also I feel like if you live in Maryland too, click on this article and you might find some new places to visit.
1: Yeah, looking forward to it.
0: We will be back next week with New Jersey.
1: I'm excited. It's going to be good. Cannot wait. All right,
0: see you guys next week. If you're up for an audio adventure, we will be exploring the best stops in your state through Season 3's Exploration Challenge. We'll be trekking across the United States with some quintessential stops in your home state, so make sure to like, follow, or subscribe on Spotify, Apple Music, or whatever listening platform you use.